Welcome everybody to the Hello. Love Change podcast. First off, couple of announcements. New guest, not really a guest, co-host. Been doing a lot behind the screens, Katerina. We'll introduce her in a moment. If you're following her on her own Instagram account, you know who she is. I'm Amor Mudo. This is the Love Change podcast. We're recording this because we care about sharing the tough stuff, the nitty gritty, the stuff that happens before you see somebody, some company appearing all polished and all happy and all good. So instead of uh, telling you the story after it happened, we're going to share a lot during. And if you care about taking away the taboo uh, from pain, taking away the taboo from discomfort, taking away uh, the taboo from vulnerabilities. This podcast is for you. If you're listening, then you cannot see how pretty this lady is sitting next to me. If you're watching, you can enjoy that. And we're going to talk about the journey, the struggle. And today it's called Heartbreak Hotel. The Heartbreak Hotel. Katrina, you introduced this topic, introduce yourself and tell us why you think people can learn a bit about today's session. Uh, well, my name is Katrina and um, I'm obviously listening to the podcast for a while, being his girlfriend. And uh, I find it's a good topic to talk about because most people don't really want to talk about and experiencing a heartbreak is nothing really nice. But to think back what it teaches you and you can take away from it, I think it's a good one to talk about and really see how you can, with all the pain that you experience, still have the faith that everything is going to work out and fall in love again. So yeah, that, that, that was my thought. Okay. little disclaimer, Katrina is a big lover of love stories. You <laughs> always... Uh, <laughs> I learned about Brangelina and uh, who was the Gaga and who doesn't <laughs> matter. Gaga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All these people I did not know about the the, the, the importance of romance in life. Well, I learned from you about um, Will Smith and uh, Jada. Jada and Will also so a nice he also story. Has something. Um, but to to start off at the beginning, when were how old were you when you experienced your first heartbreak? Um, I was thinking about it today, preparing the podcast, and I think I was 16. Yeah. Oh, how did that go? What happened? <laughs> well, I was dating a guy, I think, for like six or seven months. And um, I think it went pretty well for that time. But at some point he was like, yeah, I think that is going nowhere. And I think it's better if we just split up. And uh, yeah, I kind of, I wouldn't say I remember the pain because it's really a while ago. But I really remember how it felt and how bad it was, especially when you think things are going well and then someone is like throwing it in your face. So you got was, dumped. I got dumped. I got like pretty much dumped. Mm. So yeah. When you were 16, you got dumped and <laughs> yeah. that sucks. I Absolutely. think, I think, I think it's not nice, especially you were saying that you were flowing. It was chill. Yeah. Everything was going well. And then, uh, he brought down the hammer. Yeah. And uh, what did you do? You burned down his house? Or what happened? No, it wasn't that, that massive. But I know I was crying for days, really listening to the most sad songs. Um, 
Yeah, and I was really like in this uh, spiral of sadness and not able to get out of it. And uh, yeah, crying, literally crying my eyes out. Mm. That's what it was. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. That's right. <laughs> wow. Well, that's a good, uh, healthy way of processing the hurt, I guess. Yeah. And what were you sad about? I think the basically the idea that I had in my head that it's going well and then him apparently going the other direction. And mm. uh, yeah, I didn't see that coming. I really didn't see that coming. And I think that was pretty devastating in some ways. Suddenly he took away... Yeah, was I, I was really, I was really thinking like, oh my gosh, he's such a good guy and he's so great and it's going so well. And then he was like, nah, girl. <laughs> so yeah, mm. that's, that's my story. Mm. How about you? Do you have I any think, heartbreak experience? Uh, I think I did not realize it was a heartbreak until pretty recently. But I think, uh, yeah, I think when I was. 18 i guess the end of high school i had a girlfriend and uh, we weren't able to see each other because of uh, the final exams so everybody had to study and focus yeah. and we were still texting a lot like hey i miss you i'm gonna see you this that and then when all the exams were over uh, she broke up with me with text oh fuck and I was like, okay, she's just confused or something. Uh, and then a week later, she had a new boyfriend. Oh, that's a pity. So I, I really, yeah, I, I didn't really, I, I remember I was pretty pissed in the moment. I was like, you're kidding me? You, you, you break up with me and a week later you got a new guy. I think that additional dimension makes it even worse, right? Yeah. No, I, I felt like if you want to break up with me, break up with me. But I kind of felt like I was kept at a distance as a backup. Yeah. And then when the oh, new okay, thing, when yeah. the new thing came true, she was like, "Okay, then I gotta exit the old thing." And uh, oh, wow. I just uh, smoked a lot of weed and drank a lot of whiskey and had partied, yeah. partied. I partied a <laughs> lot. I wasn't really into girls for a while, though. I kind of. Stepped away from it. Yeah, I, I focused on work and studies and like uh, shied away from uh, having a relationship even. Like I might have flings and this and that, but... I think it's also a very classic way to cope with that. What's class classic about yeah, it? Yeah, like classic to walk away from it because then you don't even take the risk of experiencing anything like that. Uh. You know? I don't know. I don't know. I think... Uh, I think... Yeah, it definitely took me a while to fall in love again. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. You you didn't have a classic response? How did you do it? No, it was also a classic to like cry it out. Cry my eyes out. And just listen to super sad heartbreak songs. There's so many out there. I think that's also a classic way to cope with it. But I think mm. there are many ways to cope with it. But I think many people just don't talk about it. They just uh, hide away. And yeah, I don't know. Most people don't even talk. How long How friends. long did it take you the first time to get over it? Oh, I don't know. Maybe three weeks. 
be my best guess. But then after three weeks, you were good as new? No, I was not good as new, but I was like, like over the hill. Okay. I was like, okay, something feels alive in me again. Like, okay. I don't feel devastated. My heart starts to heal, I would say. Yeah. And, uh, how did that event uh, impact the way you were able to connect in a relationship or fall in love again? I think at some point I was also pretty pissed. That's where I got as well. And I was like, I don't want to date. And if then I don't want someone to break my heart again. Mm -hmm. So for the next decade. 10 years. Yeah. Even longer. Oh, I wow. managed to not have my heart broken again. <laughs> well, how do you mean you managed to not have your yeah, heart broken? If, if someone broke up, it was me. Uh, it was even longer than a decade. Yeah. Longer than a decade. Yeah, what way? So from your <laughs> teens to your thirties. Yeah. And much. and you would break up with people. Why? I mean, at some point you just arrive where you like it doesn't really work out. Mm. And I think I kind of until my end twenties, I was most of the time in a relationship because mm -hmm. I kind of thought this is the way to be, and I managed to live next to someone and not really like be in a relationship like how it's supposed to be i guess mm -hmm. so at some point i arrived to, at a point where i was like yeah it's like we are go growing really apart like i have nothing to say and that's why i broke up i was quite busy at that time i was working a lot so i think mm -hmm. being with people partly living with people was just like yeah i don't know coming home going to bed and maybe spending the weekend together but that was it you can keep yourself pretty busy in a relationship with other things, not realizing how quickly you can grow apart. And you were doing that consciously because you didn't want to... Oh, no. Hell no. <laughs> it was just something you see in hindsight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I never realized until just like three years ago, I guess, that mm. I managed to be pretty uh, by myself in a relationship. That's weird. It is. <laughs> I agree. It is really weird. And the guys you were with were happy to be? I think I can make it look as the perfect thing and mimic the happy girlfriend and just have my own thoughts around it. I don't know. It sounds super weird, I know. <laughs> Makes me kind of worried. I changed a lot. I can act like the happy girlfriend. <laughs> but at night gonna get you oh come on <laughs> no i don't know i don't know I, I i'm not good at acting at all so i think what i did for the longest time was be a very uh they say in dutch bot it means like when a knife is not sharp what is yeah. it called it, dull dull yeah, yeah i was very dull mm -hmm. so i would hook up with girls i would see them maybe for a prolonged period but i would definitely never label it a girlfriend and uh, yeah max max i think the next thing i would do is just say hey we're hanging out together oh yeah uh, that's a big commitment yeah that's a pretty big commitment yeah. <laughs> until i was 25 i guess mm -hmm. yeah when i was 25 i met a girl and i really she triggered all my uh responses to saving somebody and being the helper etc so i really fell in love 
with not only her but also the whole challenge of being with her mm-hmm. and that really uh, yeah that really sh- put me in a very weird dynamic actually i was 23 when i met her mm-hmm. so we were together between 23 and 25 and i tried very long and then i decided eventually that it's not going to work out because of the distance because she lived in frankfurt and i was living in rotterdam and um, i wasn't really heartbroken about it i was like hey it's just not working right now let's figure it out later maybe or not i don't know but this isn't working either and then i had my accident Mm-hmm. So right after we broke up, so she really wanted to be there for me. And we kept being long distance for like a year. She kept coming to Holland and then we lived, moved in together for about six months. That's quite a step though. Yeah, yeah, that was a big step, which I kind of let flow over me. Mm-hmm. And then as we were living together, I really found out that we didn't match at all as personalities. And I guess eventually my heart was broken because of it. But not because she broke my heart, but just because I was really putting in a lot of effort and energy in the relationship. And when I noticed how for granted she took that and still was expecting more or like it was normal for her that a guy does all the things. That kind of yeah really messed me up in the sense that uh, how do I say it? Yeah, I really felt betrayed in my uh, like taking word. my kindness for weakness, mm-hmm. like I'm a fool or something. And uh, yeah, that one stuck with me for quite a while. I think. What kind of things? Just to maybe get more clarity. What kind of things did she take for granted? My energy, my being up, my want to live, to proceed, to go on. She herself, she was very clinging to the past and what was bad. And mm-hmm. I find it like for me, every day you make a choice, whether you want to have a good day or a bad day. Mm-hmm. And... I am always making that choice to try to have a good day. Make the best out of it. And I think she really took that for granted. Mm-hmm. That that comes easy or doesn't take any effort or practice. Yeah, I mean obviously you had a tough time. Just like eventually like I had to break it up with her the second time as well. Because she was very, uh, I think that's when I realized a lot as well. Like, I think I, I, I learned from the type of girl I fall in love with is creating that taking me for granted situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, also, I think the biggest lesson in it was also like, if you take off like the the love glasses and if you would just the look ones. <laughs> yeah if you would just look at a person as you would look to for instance um, if my sister is dating someone 
I do not have the pink glasses. I have the brother glasses. I'm like, no, that guy is a fool. Yeah. That guy is a punk. That guy is nothing. Idiot, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like straight to the point. <laughs> now, of yeah. course, they have nice things, but in the base, it's not good enough for my sister. And that's shitty well, thing. Well, you're also the brother. That's yeah, yeah. Easier, so, but I get it. I get the point. But to really be able to sit and be like, okay, I'm really enjoying this person's company and this person's attention. But what are their flaws and am I willing to uh, live with these habits around me? I think that doesn't even have to do so much with being in love, but considering the long-term effects of being in love and that's being with somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm, I'm still curious about the concept of having boyfriends and not being with them you got to share a little bit more about that yeah i think i grew up in a family that was constantly telling me that you gotta have a boyfriend you gotta be married at some point you should have kids like you almost cannot exist without someone you can't be happy all by yourself mm -hmm. so i think coming from that circumstances it was like okay I met some guys and they were all good. I, I remember when we talked about it, like former relationships, and I was like, it's not so much to mention, to be honest, because it didn't really feel like needed to be mentioned. Mm -hmm. It was good at that time and it kind of fit me, but I was also a different person. I was not really connected to myself as I am now. And it was just, it was just nice to have someone around, like, you know. Furniture. Yeah, that's really mean, but in some sense, <laughs> I hope no one is going to hear that from my exes, but <laughs> in some sense, yeah, it was just like, I mean, it was like, yeah, a pretty guy or a good guy, potentially a nice guy, but I was never having this like, wow, like, yeah, someone is triggering something really great in me and mm. I feel someone is caring for me and yeah, I don't know, giving me something every day. Mm. So... It kind of just happened, like, hmm. I even ended up one relationship and basically also started the next one, that's what girls sometimes do, and then moved in with that guy, and I don't know, it really was just like, yeah, just like, connected, next, like, next, like, next, on the next yeah, train. exactly, wow. so, yeah. No, I definitely needed quite some time between a relationship ending and starting a new one. Mm-hmm. Just getting your head out of your ass. Yeah. In my experience, like usually when something ends, whether the other person ends it or you end it after the pain of it shakes off or like your, your, the bruises aren't visible anymore to yourself, you're like, oh, what have I been doing? What was going on? And I think that's beautiful, but I just... I don't know, I never questioned that concept. That's why I just went on with it. I think when I turned 29 or 28, that's where I was like, hold on, hold on. That's I'm not sure if this is really what I want. Mm -hmm. I just would like to get to know myself better. Mm -hmm. And that's, that was the time in my life where I was single for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and then I had my last relationship that went quite quite a while as well. But... Apart from that, I don't know. I, I know it sounds super funky, and but yeah. When you say you basically never got your heart broken anymore after that first time, that that's basically the long-term effect of somebody breaking your heart when you were 16? I think it definitely was 
is that you never got your heart broken again. Radiating that that many years, but then two years ago when things changed around, I kind of like really rebuilt my whole life, mm-hmm. and that's where I got my heart broken, like really hard. Okay, <laughs> that was the all last. All the years were just piling up, and then two years ago we were just like, okay, girl, now you gotta take the whole thing. Boom. Okay. <laughs> Remember sitting on my couch and like crying as the as if the world would come to an end. <laughs> okay. Because you had a long relationship. No, end, I was uh... just dating a guy. I don't know. It was now I could just really laugh about it. But I was just like, oh my gosh, I like him so much, and it's so good. And I think I just, I just wanted to have someone around. I think that was it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and then he, he was said, like, nah, I think it's going nowhere. I, I think we should stop seeing each, each other. So I was like, ah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I think it was good, really. Looking back, that's the point when you look back hmm. and you think about how you felt, how miserable that was. But in the end, it's always for the better. So what I learned with that one, because that's still like, it's in me, I can still feel it. It's like, just trust and have faith that the universe is bringing you somewhere that is better than the situation. Mm. It doesn't help to. But it took you, what, a good 20 years to do that again? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah but know, after 20 years, that. you can trust and like do stuff. Yeah, yeah I think I just really changed. And uh, yeah, trusting, uh, yeah, trusting the universe itself mm. is just a beautiful thing. I don't know this trusting the universe stuff. <laughs> I do. Okay. I, I think what I learned, I guess, over the time is uh, if you close yourself off from uh, the emotional side of the connection, then after a while you feel super empty. Mm-hmm. I had a girl I was seeing when I was in Curacao and she had and she was way older than me and she had had two or three partners in her whole life oh wow and I was like whoa it's uh what's up with you why don't you (laughs) go outside see people you're like you're missing out it's the 21st century (laughs) technology come on but uh, she she told me something. She was like, yeah, I'm really careful with who I mingle with sexually and relationally because uh, you're allowing somebody else's energy. Yeah, that's a good one. With yourself. I never looked at it that way, but it definitely... <laughs> the whole energy thing. <laughs> yeah, <is>. definitely <laughs> explained a lot to me after having another rant of, okay, I think after... I uh, broke up with that girl who moved in with me after my accident. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically went on a whole, uh, if it walks and talks, then it uh, can come home with me spree. Oh my gosh. And it's not, it's, it left me feeling empty. It left me oh, feeling really? empty. Yeah. I don't even feel pity for that <laughs> No, one. no, it's nothing to feel pity about, oh but I gosh. think besides what these two examples taught me is that also in that whole period I was very closed off emotionally Mm -hmm. and I think that definitely added up to 
feeling empty as well because you just show up as a body and you don't show up yeah. as a whole. What made you open up again? Yeah, I think the realization that uh, the heartbreak or the... I, I wouldn't say heartbreak because I don't feel like every time my heart breaks, but like losing somebody who you have a good time with, mm -hmm. who you connect with, who you like to hang out with, and who you, whose body you enjoy, who you have certain habits with, who, which are nice, all these things. Losing that, it sucks. It's like losing a friend also. If you have had yeah. good friends and you don't see them anymore, it's also a type of loss that hurts. But if you're not allowing yourself to experience that pain because you want to protect yourself, then you also won't build the nice things, which you did, which I find kind of, you were like having the best of both worlds. So the, <laughs> having the person around and it's going to be cozy and nice but i don't feel anything <laughs> well it's also something was missing i mean the the body description is pretty accurate it was also mm. just like yeah like you're detached yeah you're detached yeah. and when i finally realized like okay so to be able to experience the love you should also be willing to experience that pain mourning that loss and then it's pretty funny i think that was about a year or two ago and then i was like super good at having crushes like oh my God. i remember <laughs> i remember i fell in love with a toilet lady at central station That's it's so like cute. a brazilian lady <laughs> with a big big butt i was like oh, P. I was like oh i'm in love with her drove by there again <laughs> Drove by there again to go pee and she wasn't there. And then I was, it's not really like a love love, but it's definitely allowing yourself to be really uh, captivated by yeah. another person. Yeah. Allowing that to happen. And that can happen in a blink of an eye. Like you just look at somebody and then it's like mm -hmm. something takes over. And I think that's a nice feeling just to have a crush, you know? Yeah. So I was having a, but then that's also very uh, no strings attached because yeah. you're just happy about having a crush. And I think that was a big eye opener for me. Like if you have a crush, if you are in love, a lot of times for me being in love meant being in agony because then you're like in the whole Romeo and Juliet complex. Mm -hmm. Like there's a wall between us, whatever that wall might be. Mm -hmm. Well, if you take away the aspect that you need to be with somebody if you're in love with them, then you can just enjoy the love. Then you're like, oh, I'm yeah. in the bubble. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> and the birds Joy. are singing and yeah. I'm inspired and I can write and poetry is coming, etc. Instead of it being this crumbling thing inside, you're like, oh, I cannot be with her and what am I supposed mm -hmm. to do? Or I have lost her because right now if I think back about the past two years the crushes that I would have I would be like yeah I'm happy I had it and now it's over and that's part of the cycle mm -hmm. yeah I think that definitely that realization that yeah you're you have survived the, that pain I think it's different the, 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 the love hurt 
because I have not been in as many long-term relationships as you. So I do not know what it's like to really build a life with another person. Mm -hmm. And then pulling the plug on that, I think besides love, that's also just all the habits and whose CD is this and uh, who cares that's about CDs. No <laughs> yeah, who cares about CDs, but yeah, like but stuff. This kind of stuff. stuff. Oh my gosh, that's always such a pain. It's just you you get to know the other side of the yeah, person yeah. who's like, oh, this is my side of the couch. <laughs> I want this side of the thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think also with you and I moving in so quickly, and I've told you as well, I think for me, besides the whole love aspect, which is wonderful, I think it's also a lot of comfort. I know I was making fun of a lot of my friends that they would have girlfriends because they're too lazy to cook or wash their own clothes. <laughs> and here I am enjoying the microbiological kitchen and uh, complaining. <laughs> food is not splitting my white clothes with my color clothes. <laughs> Who does that? People do that, apparently. Yeah, Sophisticated, yeah. educated <laughs> people do that. Yeah, here you are. And I... For me, definitely a big part of opening up is also allowing that into my life and being okay with the fact that if it might not work, mm -hmm. then I have to go through the discomfort of basically missing you every moment. I have to do it by myself again. Mm -hmm. But I think you've done that multiple times. I've done it multiple times, but it doesn't mean that I'm better at it or somewhere further. I don't know. I think it's like... You will always have this risk and fear of something not working out. But if you do not allow, then I feel you cannot really experience the full spectrum of emotions. You know, like when mm. you know where you're coming from and being that heartbroken, if you would every day think about oh, what if that happens again and you don't allow yourself to just enjoy. And I think, yeah, I mean, many people told me, oh, my gosh, you're super crazy. How can you move in with you after two months and yeah actually yeah two months seeing each other and but I was like why not risking it I mean it's just nice and it's beautiful and it mm. feels right and why should I overthink it and have this mm. thought of what might go wrong why not just thinking mm. what might go right so yeah yeah I think for me definitely what you said about the whole spectrum of emotions I think for me, the biggest deciding factor was like, if I do not do it, it's because I'm afraid of getting hurt. Mm -hmm. And I do yeah. not want that to be a source of decision making. Yeah. So if I'm going to get hurt, I might as well see what's in store for me as well. Because yeah. letting something that feels right float past and not do anything about it also hurts experienced mm -hmm. that as well and I've, I've seen other people do it as well out of a fear of pain place mm -hmm. and i just saw very mature sophisticated uh, educated women who talk about healing trauma etc just choke up because they're confronted with a human connection that mm -hmm. runs a bit too deep under the skin and then they just turned retarded or not to use that word in a wrong sense, but 
just stop communicating, just let it die out because otherwise it might come to life and then what comes to life might yeah, remind you of old pain or hurt you again. And I think for myself, I definitely decided to uh, yeah, lean into that. Mm -hmm. Just see what it feels like, see what it does, see where it takes me. And it brought us here today yeah. talking about heartbreaks <laughs> and how you are able to uh, act as the perfect girlfriend. <laughs> slightly suspicious. I'm going to break open your journal. I'm going to break open your journal. <laughs> yeah, do research, do research. All jokes aside, how do you feel about what we talked about today? I think it's really good and it's really good to talk about it, open up and also reflect and see where it, where it brought you. And I think it's also for the people that listen to see that I think we are all more similar than we would think and we struggle with the same problems. And mm. even things that seem so grim, dark and painful, like a heartbreak, are something that you can really reframe into something good and take the, the lesson and just move on and risk mm. again. I mean... We are the best example for that. Like, I I would not have changed anything. If I think back mm. since the day we met and decided to move in together, it's bloody crazy, but it's just beautiful. And if one of us would have pulled back, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just, it's beautiful to still be as fearless and joyful and just go for it in. <laughs> So How do you feel about promotional it? talk about our relationship. <laughs> I'm not going to participate in that. I'm, I'm going to close off with the podcast. <laughs> if you're listening to the Love Change podcast with today's topic, uh, heartbreaks, we're here to make things lighter. Um, change isn't always easy. Change isn't always comfortable, but... Um, it's pretty messy, to be honest. Yeah, it's definitely messy and... I guess we're here to be open about our journeys and change. Our guests, if you're invited on the show, what was the biggest change you had to overcome in your life and what made you do it? Today we spoke about love and how a very young uh, heartbreak mm -hmm. basically threw you 20 years off of opening yourself up again, Katharina, and for me, uh, I learned a lot about the female body because of heartbreak. So nothing <laughs> to be well. proud of. Nothing to be proud of, <laughs> except with the homies. But uh, sure. I think, yeah, we're here to talk about our vulnerabilities, our insecurities, yeah. and leaning into our imperfections and uh, really accepting each and every one of ourselves as unique and whole while we're all the same at the same time. So if you have any questions, comments, if you liked this episode, if you have suggestions, please send us messages. Okay. Yeah, everything is Good welcome. <laughs> and uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining, Katerina. Thanks for having me. And we'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs>